the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A federal judge grants a request for a special master to review documents seized at Mar-a-Lago. It's a pretty devastating blow, I think, for the government here. Some economic experts suggest the president's student loan forgiveness plan may actually cost taxpayers up to $1 trillion. What they want to do is they want to buy votes. Citizens of California are being asked to conserve power or face rolling blackouts. Allocate those rotating outages to their customers. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Tuesday, September 6th. I'm Mike Scott. On Monday, Judge Eileen Cannon granted former President Donald Trump a win, granting his legal team's request for a special master to review documents seized in the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. MSNBC's Ryan Riley breaks down the latest news and suggests that this may not be the last ruling from Judge Cannon. It's a pretty devastating blow, I think, for the government here, and I think we can expect to hear more from DOJ on this one, because the biggest question here was whether or not there was good, the special master was going to have authority over the executive privilege claims, and that was really the biggest issue. You know, if this was solely limited to attorney-client privilege, I don't think we'd see as much strong opposition necessarily uh, from DOJ. It would have been something they could have potentially lived with because it's such a limited uh, m- amount of the materials, but when you get into these questions of executive privilege, this really blows up the investigation um, and could really be a major setback uh, to the investigation. And, you know, legal scholars largely agree that it's really not up to uh, up to the, the former president, FLOTUS, or uh, PF POTUS, as he's referred to um, in, these, in a lot of the court filings, to decide the matters of executive privilege. But that belongs in the hands of the current executive, of course, uh, President Joe Biden. So I'd expect us to hear more. I just put in a request to DOJ uh, to see if we'll have an immediate comment from the, on this one. But I don't know if we're going to this will be the last word necessarily uh, that we're going to hear from this Trump appointed judge right now. The ruling by the judge will halt the current review of documents by the DOJ in its ongoing investigation. In a statement, Cannon suggested what she called a power imbalance and went on to say that her ruling was prompted by the importance of maintaining institutional trust. The Trump-appointed judge also stated that a special master would ensure an orderly process amid allegations of bias by the media. Kelly O'Donnell of MSNBC says that Judge Cannon also ruled that the intelligence community can still investigate any damage done to their community separate from the DOJ investigation. Uh, we saw that his passports were a part of the, uh, the the item seized. So that may be part of it. I was also, and we're all hurriedly working through this, I noted that uh, the judge says the IC community, the intelligence community's assessment of damage can continue separate from the 
Department of Justice and its investigative work. So she's not putting the brakes on the IC determining any damage from the potential release of whatever materials the former president had in his possession. So that goes on. She also lays out a timeline of September 9th, which is just a matter of days for the two parties, the government and the Trump side, to talk about potential candidates to fill this role as special master. O'Donnell also explains some of the qualifications a special master will need to go over documents taken from Mar-a-Lago. We've learned from uh, listening to legal experts that it sometimes is a person who's a former federal judge. Uh, they all have agreed that this person needs to have class, uh, classified status, perhaps someone who had it in the past and it could be renewed. That, of course, uh, is an issue when you consider the fact that in public, never in legal documents, the former president has talked about whether some of the materials taken had been declassified. He has said that in his public speech, but not in legal filings. His lawyers have, in fact, agreed that it would be appropriate for a special master to have the uh, kinds of clearances to view and handle highly sensitive documents, which sort of makes it implicit that the contents of what was seized would have included highly sensitive documents. So there are some other steps along the way. O'Donnell says that eyes are on the clock as the midterms draw near, and many are suggesting that the DOJ's investigation may appear more and more political. Certainly the government had said that there needed to be a timeline on this, of trying to get it all wrapped up by September. I've not yet seen if Judge uh, Cannon goes along with that, but certainly timeliness as is important. And then by September 10th, we're at that 60-day clock toward the midterms in terms of the uh, informal rule of the Department of Justice not taking any actions that could be perceived as uh, political when it comes to their investigative work. So there's a lot more to learn here. But on the surface, this is something the former president wanted, and he has been granted. That is a win. Speaking with the Salem Radio Network, former Missouri Senator Jim Talent says that there's still much speculation about whether Democrats are trying to take political advantage from the FBI search of former President Donald Trump's Florida home last month. They've been living for about a year under the weight of one political disaster after another, which is energizing the, the Republicans, move the middle against them and demoralizing their people. So they're trying to do anything they can to reverse that trend. Talent reflects more on whether Democrats are simply trying to take political advantage. Anything that pushes inflation and crime and the border out of the headlines is a plus, at least for that day, for the Democrats, because those issues are losers for them. Britain has a new prime minister. The Conservative Party of England has chosen Foreign Secretary Liz Truss as the party's new leader, putting her in line to be confirmed as prime minister. Truss's selection was announced Monday in London after a leadership election in which only the 180,000 dues-paying members of the Conservative Party were allowed to vote. Truss being rival Rishi Sunak, the government's former Treasury chief, by promising to increase defense spending and cut taxes. Queen Elizabeth II is scheduled to formally name Truss as Britain's Prime Minister on Tuesday. Truss, 
promises to deliver on key issues. I will deliver a bold plan to cut taxes and grow our economy. I will deliver on the energy crisis, dealing with people's energy bills, but also dealing with the long-term issues we have on energy supply. And I will deliver on the National Health Service. Truss says she is honored to be the country's next leader. It's an honor to be elected as leader of the Conservative and Unionist Party. I'd like to thank the 1922 committee, the party chairman, and the Conservative Party for organizing one of the longest job interviews in history. Thank you very much. Truss then paid tribute to her predecessor, Boris Johnson. You got Brexit done. You crushed Jeremy Corbyn. You rolled out the vaccine and you stood up to Vladimir Putin. You were admired from Kiev to Carlisle. According to a new report, the White House's plan to cancel student loan debt could cost taxpayers as much as $1 trillion. Last month, the Government Accountability Office also released a report showing the Education Department will likely lose $197 billion on loans that it made over the past 25 years because of pandemic-related disruptions and lower levels of repayment, among other factors. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin joined the Salem Radio Network and says... He's not surprised Democrats are eager to make taxpayers shoulder hundreds of billions of dollars in new debt to pay for the president's student loan debt forgiveness plan. It's just exactly who these people are. What they want to do is they want to buy votes. They want to make more Americans dependent on government. They want to grow government and its control over our lives. I I don't understand it, but I do understand how disastrous it is. Johnson says the president's new student loan debt forgiveness plan is reckless, considering the nation is already $30.8 trillion in debt. We are mortgaging our children's future. That debt burden uh, puts all of the high-priority programs like Social Security, like Medicare, like Veterans Benefits, like Defense of This Nation. That's what puts those programs at risk. Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton says the president's student debt forgiveness plan is, in his opinion, grossly unfair to several categories of hard-working Americans. Young men and women who, who went to college but worked as a waitress or as a bartender to pay their way through, people who joined the Army for the GI Bill, uh, served overseas for three, four, five years, and then used the GI Bill to go, go to school. Meanwhile, President Joe Biden is asking Congress to provide more than $47 billion in emergency money that would go toward the war in Ukraine, the COVID-19 pandemic, the ongoing monkeypox outbreak, and help for recent natural disasters in the U.S. Pennsylvania is living up to its reputation as a political battleground state. Daybreak Insider's White House correspondent Greg Clugston has more on this story. Pennsylvania is getting plenty of attention these days with the midterm elections nine weeks away. Former President Trump traveled to the state for a Saturday night rally in the Scranton-Wilkesbury area. President Biden made two trips to Pennsylvania this past week, Wilkesbury on Tuesday and Philadelphia on Thursday night. 
and he's not finished. The president will attend Labor Day events in Pittsburgh on Monday. Greg Clugston, the White House. Former President Donald Trump held an election rally Saturday night in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, endorsing Republican candidates in the pivotal battleground state. Former president leveled criticism against the FBI's recent seizure of documents from his Florida home. The former president commented that current President Joe Biden's speech Thursday night was, in his opinion, awful. He's an enemy of the state. You want to know the truth? The enemy of the state is him and the group that control him, which is circling around him. Do this, do that, Joe. You're going to do this, Joe, right? I think Philadelphia was a great choice to make this speech of hatred and anger. Trump went on to say the raid on his Florida home was wrong. The shameful raid and break-in of my home, Mar-a-Lago, was a travesty of justice that made a mockery of America's laws, traditions, and principles before the entire world. The entire world was watching, and they're shocked. Trump says, in his opinion, the Justice Department is corrupt. The FBI and the Justice Department have become vicious monsters controlled by radical left scoundrels, lawyers, and the media who tell them what to do, you people right there, and when to do it. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm says she's backing regulations California's state government approved in August banning the sale of new gas-powered cars after 2034. Granholm also noted President Biden's informal commitment to ensure 50% of all U.S. car sales are electric by 2030. This all comes as citizens of the state of California are being asked to step up conservation efforts in a dramatic way to stave off the possibility of rolling blackouts over the next two days. According to state officials, residents should set the thermostat at 78 degrees or higher, if health permits. Avoid using major appliances, turn off unnecessary lights, use fans for cooling, and unplug unused items. As of yet, there have not been any unplanned outages reported related to excessive use of energy. Back in 2020, there were multiple factors, including high temperatures and an Oregon wildfire, That also led to several days of rolling blackouts for millions of Californians. Elliot Mainzer, the head of California's independent grid system operator, says if citizens do not conserve their energy, they may have to institute rolling blackouts. The individual utilities inside of our balancing authority, our service area, would then allocate those rotating outages to their customers. They would make the determination about the best way to allocate them. Jerry Boyer is a financial economist, host of the Meeting of the Minds podcast and editor at Town Hall Finance, says that many states are starting to push back against the green energy agenda that, in his opinion, is crippling state's energy industries. The New York Times just published a hyperventilating expose about conservative state officials, quote, weaponizing against climate action. Of course, it has the same old tropes. 
science denial, words like conspiring, and, of course, accusations of secrecy. As someone involved in the investment industry, I've watched for a decade as left-wing activists have secretly conspired to use investor money to push an agenda at odds with the investor's interest. They've done it quietly, often funded by undisclosed sources. Now the silent majority is awake and a number of state treasurers are actually confronting this trend. So now, all of a sudden, the New York Times is worried about states making financial decisions. But these officers are simply doing their job. They're asking companies to stick to their day job and stop sticking it to their state's energy industry. These state officials aren't the ones who started the politicization of business, but they're the ones who are getting busy with efforts to stop it. There's word of another troubling data breach. This one affects people who have home mortgages with KeyBank. Daybreak Insider's Rich Thomason has more. The bank says hackers stole personal data, including social security numbers, addresses, and account numbers, in the breach of a third-party vendor that serves multiple corporate clients. KeyBank says the bad guys got a hold of the information early in July by breaking into computers of an insurance services provider. In a letter to affected customers, the bank encourages them to sign up for free fraud monitoring. Rich Thomason reporting. And finally, NASA's new moon rocket sprang another dangerous fuel leak on Saturday, forcing launch controllers to call off their second attempt to send a crew capsule into lunar orbit with test dummies. The first attempt earlier in the week was also marred by escaping hydrogen. But those leaks were elsewhere on the 322-foot rocket, the most powerful ever built by NASA. There was no immediate word on when NASA may try again, and Administrator Bill Nelson says a lot of things have to go right for a successful launch. There are so many risks in the process. This is an extremely complicated machine and system, millions of parts. Uh, it's, uh, it's a choreography like a ballet or a professional orchestra. Nelson says the test launch will be important. We want to get back the spacecraft, Orion. We want to see how it's performed before we uh, stick four human beings in it uh, whose lives are going to depend on all of this work. Nelson went on to say that a new launch window will open up in the next few weeks. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.